Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brandon McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times One Socket Call. Pleased to be joined by my co-pilot, sports editor of the Independent, Will Gagan. Will, before we break down the uh, Friday games and the Saturday games in the high school football world in Rhode Island, let's uh, go back to last week. And you and I were both talking before we came on air about a trend that stood out with some of the former D1 teams that have dropped down to D2 based on this current realignment are, you know, taking care of business against the D2 teams, the ones that at least were in that division last year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's early. We're only, you know, two weeks in, one week into league play, but that certainly stuck out last week. You had Cumberland. Uh, well, actually, that wasn't, a, that wasn't a real key one, but East Providence over St. Ray's. I think St. Ray's was thought of as one of the favorites in, in D2. Still might be, but strong performance there from the Townies. You had Portsmouth over Westerly, and you had Shea over Barrington. Those are all former D1 teams that were not necessarily, you know, contenders last year. They were in the mix, not necessarily contenders. They dropped down to this new Division Two, and I think you see that that even just being in Division One and bringing that down, like it's a, a little bit of a different level. So that even a good D2 team like a Westerly, like a St. Ray's, it takes some some catching up to to hang with with teams that have been in D1. You know that that's what that those results tell me. Um, that, that, that those teams that are down from D1 may have an edge this year, uh, at least, you know, based on based on one week. But we'll, we'll see how it goes from here. You know, you, know, you, you make a good point. And specifically, I was at the uh, St. Rayfield and Providence game. And, you know, St. Ray's was down by a substantial amount going to the fourth quarter. Now, granted, some of it was a result of uh, turnovers and penalties. But it, it's almost like you have to learn that you can't, you're not going to be able to get away with past things like you did maybe the past couple of years facing the D2 competition that you did facing these quote unquote D2 teams that have a, maybe a D1 background, you know, you really have to be shopping on top of your game. Otherwise you're going to be in deep trouble. And, you know, St. Ray's learned that lesson and, you know, to an extent Barrington did too. I think maybe they saw what uh, Moses Brown did to Shea in the non-leaguer and thinking, Hey, we're just going to waltz in here, but, Credit to uh, Shea head coach to Dino Campobiano for grinding out a win. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like there's a little bit of a difference in physicality. There's a difference in sort of what you said in being kind of steady. Um, like you can't can't make those miscues because you know, like if you know, last year uh, East Providence is is making mistakes against Hendricken or North Kingstown, and and the game's over. So they they. Are, are at sort of a different mindset. There's a little, maybe a little bit of a different focus. Uh, I think there's something to it. And I think those teams like Westerly and St. Ray's now will sort of rise up because they're good teams. I think they'll have a chance now that, that they've seen that to sort of match that as well. And I think it'll make it an overall really good division. But so far, maybe a little bit of leg up for those, those D1 teams. You know, and speaking of Barrington and Westerly, they happen to both be playing each other on Friday night. Um, you know, whoever... You know, it's kind of a matchup. Who can avoid going to 0-2? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those teams have played a few good games the past few years. They've both been really good in D2. And like you said, yeah, this is uh, this is not not dire straits, but certainly a tough a tough team to face for, for each side there when you're 0-1. You will really want to avoid going 0-2. No, and uh, you know, I'm sure the running game from uh, Westerly, that's going to be a point of emphasis. It's not every day that uh, – I believe Will Such is held below, well, Zach Tuck, I should say, is held below 100 yards, but that was the case last week against Portsmouth. And 
know, you get him back going, I'm sure Wesley will feel good about his chances. Yeah, I mean, that's always the bread and butter, and he's a great player. I uh, saw him in the injury fund a little bit. He's really tough to tackle. He's going to have a big year and uh, maybe a good chance this week to kind of really get going and get his team going as well. In another good game, uh, you know, speaking of teams that kind of uh, were maybe got their eyes open a little bit last week, St. Raphael, they'll be hosting Cranston West. I saw Cranston West last week uh, against uh, Burville. You know, they just took it right to the Broncos. Uh, you know, it was kind of a rebuilding year last year for the Falcons, but, you know, with a sophomore quarterback and a, a senior running back, uh, you know, pretty good dynamic playmakers, you know, I guess, uh, you know, you might have to be a little bit believer in Cranston West that they can make some noise in that. I guess division two that we call a, a hodgepodge of former D1 teams and yeah. two teams. Division 1.5. Yeah. Chris and West, I mean, not that far removed from them being in the, uh, in the second tier D1 Super Bowl. Uh, so it's good program, good numbers. Uh, I would expect them to, to be in the mix for sure. And then uh, looking at the rest of the slate here, we kick off with a 445 game. Oh, baby. North Smithfield, Mount St. Charles at Tollgate. Um, you have uh, Burville, the aforementioned Broncos. They head to Mount Pleasant. Middletown at Tolman, a, a 6 o'clock game at Max Street Field. The Tigers, you know, looking to see if they can bounce back after a last-second field goal uh, loss to Charho that was decided by a field goal. Middletown, maybe one of the surprises at the early going at, in uh, D3. You know, they took it to Classical last week uh, after an impressive win in the Mountain Leader against Rodgers. Narragansett at Mount Hope. We'll see if the Mariners can bounce back well after uh, – Kind of really, it looked like it was they were they were kind of um, outclassed a little bit against Moses Brown last week. Yeah, uh, Mike, Mike, I had a little bit of technical difficulties. We're talking about Narragansett here. Yeah, Narragansett at Mount Hope. Yeah, Mount Hope like Moses Brown really took it to Narragansett last week. Yeah, I think Narragansett's still adjusting here. Uh, you know, lost a lot from last year. So that was you know, that was the the basis sort of coming into the season, the baseline, and and then they lost their quarterback in week one, their starting quarterback. So still an adjustment period for them. They played two good teams in SK and Moses Brown. I still like their chances to be uh, a competitive team in D three, but they'll be really hoping for a win uh, on the on the long trip to Bristol. And then uh, at six fifteen on Friday, uh, another you know kind of quirky start time. You have the Exeter Pro team at uh, Central Falls BVP. The, uh, the co-op team from the Blackstone Valley, they put up 85 points in the first two games. So uh, good luck to the uh, co-op team from uh, the South County area that tried to keep pace with them. Over Cranston Stadium, South Kingstown at Cranston East. Uh, Will, you saw the uh, Rebels last week lose to uh, Woonsocket. Uh, you know, kind of similar to Narragansett. They're breaking in some new guys at some new key spots. And, well, I guess uh, right now it's all about trying to get as much experience as you can for those guys. Yeah, you know, I think I think they're going to end up being solid, a solid team. They played well against Narragansett. They played well against Winsocket last week. Just uh, made some key mistakes, and Winsocket really was was uh, was kind of grinding it out. The running game was really strong. But I like SK's chances still. I think they'll they'll get a win against Cranston East. And then uh, West Warwick at Pilgrim. Uh, you know, West Warwick. I think uh, if you, you want to call some of the favorites on that Division Three B side, you know, maybe you have to put them up there with. You know, Moses Brown and uh, definitely, uh, you know, West Walker. Yeah, I guess West Walker. Right now we'll call them one of the favorites in that Division Three B side. Yeah, I mean, they had the impressive win over Cranston West, which looks even more impressive after what West did to Burrowville. Uh, so I, I like them in that division. I mean, this is a, they're a long-time D two team. It's probably some of the same dynamic that we talked about in 
with the D1 teams dropping down. Now they're in D3, and they're, they're showing what they can do a little bit. Uh, Johnston and Potagansett, two teams that are looking to avoid to go at 0-2 in Division Three. Hope at Terridan, a Division Four matchup. Uh, North Kingstown at East Greenwich. Uh, the uh, the Skippers, well, you saw them last week uh, against Hedrickett, another, you know, regular season game for the ages, so to speak, between those two teams. Uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, if you're the Avengers, you're like, oh, man, we got that on our schedule. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's been a gauntlet for East Greenwich. I think they had Central, then Cumberland, and now NK. Uh, yeah, NK was really impressive against Hedrick and, like, didn't get the win. They're still looking to break through against Hendrickson and come away with the victory, but they were right there, 28-21. I thought it was gonna, they were going to have a harder time, especially up front, but their, their young offensive line did a great job against Hendrickson, uh, and the skill guys really showed out and had a good game. So I think uh, NK showed they can be right there. I think all four of those teams in D1, there isn't going to be a big gap between them. So that's going to be a fun, fun playoffs when we get there. In the meantime, we have random non-league games for – most of the schedule as we've talked about but anyway i digress on that on that subject well one of those nine league games will close out with a friday slate uh horsemith at hedrickson uh um random it would this would have been a division one game a year ago for example. yeah yeah now it's not that you know if you're Portsmouth, it's kind of like you know you're breaking in a quarterback almost uh, uh neil tulson uh he takes over luke brennan who got hurt last week against westerly it'd be interesting to see if you know, how many, I guess, packages of pass plays they put in for uh, Tulsa uh, against a Hedrickin defense that, you know, particularly looks uh, pretty strong in the linebacking core. And, you know, I guess uh, if you're Portsmouth, uh, you know, you just don't want to get out, just don't want to leave injured because, you know, you have it, you have it up with those calamities already on your hand. Is Portsmouth, like, they just, like, breed high school football players in the same families. There's been there was a Tulsa like two years ago who was really good. There's there's just so many and and Portsmouth just has the same same kids every year, different names. It's amazing. Well, they, got fantastic. they got another herd to keep. Yeah, up. another herd, right? Yeah, fantastic program. Uh, Hendrickson was was good last week against NK. Uh, I think there's maybe some thought that the Hawks aren't quite as good as last year. That may be true. They don't have as much star power, but they're huge as always. They're deep. Uh, and they've got some pretty good junior running backs in Oscar Wea and uh, Ron Jai Francis. So I, 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 I'm, I'm voting Hendrickson number one in the poll and will be until they lose. Yeah, I, I, you know, just the other rounds for its meaningful. Uh, there are 12 voters. All 12 of them voted for the Hawks. So that uh, I guess the consensus is until an in-state team beats them. Yep. And even, too, for that regard, LaSalle as well, Will. Uh, you know, I, they vote. They get check-in at number two after they were kind of – you know, manhandled by Catholic Memorial last week. Yeah, apparently they were a little shorthanded, missing a few guys, and Catholic Memorial was really, really good from what I understand. Uh, so I think they'll bounce back. They've got a big game this week. I mean, that, that game is probably the, the best game on the schedule. Uh, LaSalle against Central Saturday afternoon at 1.30 in Providence. Central's been super impressive uh, so far and has a chance now to, uh, to beat one of the Catholic schools. No, it's. Uh, I think uh, you know if you're if you're LaSalle, you know you're obviously disappointed with the end result against Capital Memorial. However, you're a bit battle tested, and if you're Central, though, well, you know I know I think they played East Greenwich to start, and I think maybe Cranston East as well. If I'm correct, uh, just you know how much if you're Central, you obviously you're confident in everything like that, but scoring 44 points in each of your first two games. But where would you rather be right now? Would you rather be a Central team that's kind of 
you know, for lack of a word, beat up on the on the weaker sisters or LaSalle, who, you know, you're playing one of the better teams in Massachusetts and maybe in all of New England. Yeah, that's a fair question. I would I would probably say that I'd rather be LaSalle. That's uh playing to that level is is probably a good thing and probably helps you going forward. I still think Central has a good shot. I mean, they're a good team with a lot of uh, a lot of talent, um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. It will be a, it will be a step up in competition for them. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Saturday kicks off with a ten thirty game. I feel like this is a almost. Uh, or you have to check to see is this Thanksgiving morning or not? Yeah. <laughs> at East Providence, you know, weird how two schools that have lights are playing at ten thirty in the morning. But I guess it was East Providence's call. They wanted to play. And I believe this game is actually going to take place at East Providence High School as opposed to last week when they went over to uh, Pierce Field. You know, Cumberland, uh, they've been on a, on a roll to start the year. Um, you know, they, they uh, beat up on East Bridge, like we mentioned, and they went out to Somerset Berkeley and survived a barn burner 27-26. I think that this is uh, – it doesn't have, like, the appeal of maybe Central LaSalle, but, you know, this is, a, this is going to be a highly competitive game, I think. Yeah, this will be one of those early games. I'm, I'm sure there are some others coming up when like Portsmouth is involved or uh, some of these other D1 teams are involved. But I think a, a game that will will show a lot about who who might be the favorite in that in that new division too. I think Cumberland has a very good shot to be that, but East Providence was really good last week against St. Ray's, so that's a, a big opportunity for both teams. And it's a big opportunity for Lincoln to see if they can go to three and zero overall, two and zero in Division Three. Haven't seen. I haven't said those words in a long time. They go to classical, and like we said, classical, they're kind of looking to circle the wagons after a tough showing against Middletown. Yeah, I mean, a lot of talent from that D2 team graduate, the the D2 Super Bowl team graduated last year, so I think they're kind of uh, starting over a little bit. Um, I would would think they'll get better as the year goes on, but still a big opportunity for Lincoln to, to keep it rolling. And looking to keep it rolling will be the Moses Brown Quakers. They host Rogers at one o'clock. Uh, I think like we talked about Moses Brown probably needs to be considered one of the better teams in Division Three. And then at one o'clock, uh, a game that I will be at Shea at Woodsocket. It will be the home opener for Woodsocket after being on the road for the first two weeks and taking on a Shea team, like we said, coming off a you know kind of a, a gut check win over Barrington, winning by a point. Um, well, it's uh, you know, you know, like you said, it might not have the appeal of Central LaSalle, but you know, there's two teams that are 1-0. You saw one socket last week. They, you know, Coach uh, Charlie Bebo has to say, you know, you know, would you play us? He wants you to feel it on Monday and Tuesday, and I'm sure <laughs> you certainly they they probably certainly felt it uh, on Friday and Saturday after taking on uh, the Novas last week. Yeah, that is very on brand. Really physical team. They're big, uh, they're strong, and they play with that mentality. Um, so I really, I, I like Winsaka's chances in that division a lot. I think their their defense is really good. And Dante Melton, the quarterback, can really make some plays with his feet and with his arm. Good stable of running backs. Uh, I really, I was impressed by them against South Kingstown. And another key game in Division Three, uh, 3 o'clock, uh, Coventry at Sharahoe. Yeah, Coventry obviously has been really successful the past few years, and then Cheraho was in the D3 Super Bowl last year, losing to Narragansett. Uh, and they're both off to good starts this year, so I think that'll be an, another good game in the, in the matinee. 
Then we we have a couple six o'clock games on Friday on, on Saturday night. Smithfield one is Sanchez. Uh, I saw one in Sanchez last week against Davies. They certainly have some athletes. Smithfield, uh, you know, their numbers are pretty good. So this could be this is a key Division Four game, and you wrap it up with uh, North Providence at Situate. So it's a uh, it's a robust slate. I think the Saturday slate is a little more attractive than the Friday one, but um, you know that's uh, that's why we play the games well. Exactly. It should be fun. Another fun week getting into the thick of it now. And I know the uh, the weather is going to uh, make it feel like fall football season uh, Friday night and Saturday, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've had a lot of rain, uh, you know, especially on Thursday. So it's uh, it definitely going to be uh, a bit chilly. So the, you might have to put away the old polo shirts and uh, break out the old vests. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's vest season for Brendan McGarr, folks. Watch out. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, you can't see us on the podcast, but you could bet your bottom dollar that I'm wearing a vest for it. <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs> Definitely confirm. But uh, we will be out of the games this weekend. You can follow our, us on uh, Twitter. You can follow us at our respective newspapers. And we will be back next week with a fresh episode as September draws to a close, which quickly draws to a close, which is hard to believe. It is. It is. It's football season. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.